0: Hi I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside John. Hello. And Aaron. Hello. No, Dave tonight. He's uh, off sick. Yeah, he's phoned in sick and uh, we'll have words with him. We um, expect a doctor's note. Doctor's note will be required for future. Um, yeah, I don't even give him one chance. He has to hand in a doctor's note now, even, yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, it's been, it feels like it's been a while. I, literally, I think it's been about maybe nearly a month since last time about we recorded.
1: Three, three and a half weeks, something like that, weeks. yeah.
0: It feels like a long time. Um, a lot of a lot has happened since our last recording Um, in our last recording we were heading into the elite league playoffs the league playoff final shall we say the final weekend um we were in the start of round of round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs and now as we were recording we are playoffs are long gone in the elite league uh, that has been decided and we're now in uh period uh second stage of uh the, the Stanley Cup playoffs um with a lot to talk about in there. So this episode, um, slightly different, in that previously, or in our usual episodes, we usually do a bit of a round down of of, uh, you know, close, our you know, the, the leg standings and everything else and whatever, but we won't be doing that because pretty much everything's finished. Uh, so we will get straight on and we'll move into our period one of hockey. Okay, Period 1 Hockey is a roundup of local coverage, so anything around the UK. Um, guys, this will probably be more dominated by uh, just a bit of a, a roundup, I suppose, or a chat and get your final thoughts on how the Elite League season uh, finished. So obviously in our last recording, we talked about the fact that the Belfast Giants were crowned Elite League champions, uh, taking that first spot. And we talked you know, about that and how that all came to be and uh, and our thoughts on that, um, but since after that and since our last recording and we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, uh, we obviously had the playoff final weekend in Nottingham, uh, which came down to the final game on the Sunday, which seen the uh, Cardiff Devils take on the Belfast Giants Um, for a, I suppose what most people were talking about was a, you know, kind of a a, a, a storybook ending to the season, having the two top teams in the league face off for that final game. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a it was a tough one for, for depending on what side you're from, if you're like us and you're Giants fans, it was a tough one and seeing that the, uh, the Giants lost to the the Cardiff Devils and the Cardiff Devils took the playoff championship.
1: Not according to the Elite League website, if you look at the uh, playoff standings, uh, if you go onto their website and look at the um, playoff uh, 2018-19 standings, Belfast Giants <laughs> sit above the Cardiff Devils. Uh, so we didn't we didn't even know it, but we won a Grand Slam, guys. Yay!
0: Uh, guys, your overall thoughts uh, at the end of the season? I mean, we'll, we'll take it from a, from a being a Giants fan's point of view, uh, we, the whole thing was geared towards uh, can the Giants do the one thing that no other team has done yet and, and, and win that Grand Slam? And it's, there's a reason why no team has done it to, to date. To, to quote a wise man. Yeah. Who did say that? Dave. Did he? <laughs> um, did we column wise, okay. Uh, well, then Dave said, um, Your thoughts? I mean, are we, are we happy with how it all ended? Uh, are we a bit, you know, is there a bit, there's still a bit of a, you know, a bit of a sore point. What, what's your thoughts, John? We'll go with you.
1: It's a bitter pang. Um, we did make things really tough on ourselves the whole playoff final weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the semi final. Um, it, we did what the Giants have done through pretty much this entire season and made it really tough for ourselves. We went behind to start with and then had to come back through. And I think it was I'm trying to think back almost a month now. I think it was a third period goal that actually got us through. Um and you're sitting watching the final, a few of us all got together in Rockies to watch it and you thought we were going to do the same again. We went behind in the second period. It was a scoreless first period. Um second period we go behind uh, third period, we managed to come level uh, thanks to a absolutely fantastic blue-line shot from Kevin Rain. And unfortunately, that was to be the last highlight of the Belfast Giants' season as about two minutes later, uh, the defence just crumbled uh, before the Devils and one of their guys just came almost from centre-ice or pro- potentially uh, their side of centre-ice and straight in and straight through Besko. Um And we just... Didn't have it. Uh, even with the netminder pulled, we we just didn't have it to get past Bounds. And you know what? Fair play to him. Ben Bounds, we have criticised him all season. Um, we've said that he was lacking in that big game mentality. He seemed to be lacking in that big game mentality in that final game of the season against Coventry that handed us the league. Tell you what, he made good he, on that. He was in my eyes the star player of that game yeah. absolutely stood <laughs> on his head don't be wrong he still let one past him he let that kevin rain shot i don't think there was a netminder in the league including tyler biskarwani who could have stopped that shot
0: yeah it was a it was a it was a cracker shot um definitely as you say there was no stopping that uh it was as you say i mean yeah Ben bam, bam bounds fair play name him showed up when it counted and uh yeah he played it one hell of a game, and it was—it really He's was a
2: major factor of like a like massive, massive factor of um, of them winning.
0: But then it was—it was one of those ones where I think you know a lot of people would argue that 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 whole weekend, that that whole last game, did come down to the battle of you know the two top netminders, you know of the yeah. league. I mean, two top teams, two top netminders, the league. I mean, it's clear that was see.
1: absolutely the way it should have ended. That was without a doubt the way that the elite league should have ended um, this year. Uh, that you couldn't have picked a better highlight game to finish that on as Belfast Giants fans it's heartbreaking I it would spent, have been nice
2: if it was the other way about but the, ga- the game yeah. itself yeah. I
1: spent two weeks absolutely hurting about that I won't lie um, I'm not one of these ones who can turn it off because it's the off season Like the game is on the Sunday on the Monday I don't turn round and I'm over it because I've lived it for the last seven months uh i've seen us go from thinking absolutely no hope of anything to being literally 60 minutes away in fact at one point we were give or take 20 minutes away from a grand slam which has never been done in the modern elite league era listen up nottingham um yeah it was it was wild ride and it hurt for a couple of weeks did it bring up any more the one of the topics that we
2: covered in the last last podcast was the structure of the playoff weekend do did, did we go to uh
1: <laughs> i i'm game, still not five a fan game,
2: seven game. i i still like love the weekend factor but the did it bring anything back On oh here, i like the, the weekend game. factor
1: i think i brought it up during the last podcast that i see a, a different way of doing that i think that we need to eventually move ourselves to a playoff structure that mirrors every other league in the world yeah. we can't turn around and say that We keep the playoff final weekend because it's the playoff final weekend. That's not what every player growing up outside of the UK is used to. And we can see that in the foreign players. When it gets to playoffs postseason, they're expecting maybe a month's worth of games. uh, Roughly, let's say. They're expecting to play into May. Okay, We're expecting them to play a couple of games home and away if they make it into the top eight. And then we want them to play two games over two days. Uh, to lift a trophy that's tough my biggest thing is everyone moans about the Challenge Cup and how long that competition takes absolutely fine let's fix it let's make the Challenge Cup the the weekend make it the Challenge Cup weekend in Nottingham yeah. if they've got a big problem about it or make it the Challenge Cup weekend in uh, Cardiff because yeah. I know that Cardiff now seem to be the de facto place to do the Challenge Cup now yeah. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that always being held in the same place I think Nottingham has, has earned its place in, for playoffs and in, interesting in, in
0: in what you're in what you're mentioned there about the, the locations for both Challenge Cup and playoffs Um, I don't know if he's had a chance to, to see the the video that was put up by the league for the fan forum this year Um, and the question was asked to Todd Helm was on the on the panel Um, who else on the panel I'm trying to think who else was on the panel there um, oh Pete, Pash Pete Russell, was there Pash was there Pete Russell was there um who else was on? Oh,
1: Corey came back. Corey
0: was some really, it was he was he was on fire during He had absolutely didn't pull any punches. He just Corey's like, got no vested. He has interest. no vested interest in this league, so therefore he just say what he wanted to say. And I tell you <laughs> what, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Even just some of the comments that he makes throughout that whole thing, is hilarious. But the question was asked around the Challenge Cup particularly, um, and they asked Todd Kalman about the Challenge Cup and about the fact that was he disappointed with this year's Challenge Cup in that his own team didn't make it to the final. Therefore, they had two teams, Guildford and the Giants, both turned up and a half-filled ice hockey rink. Compared to what it could have been if they had the Cardiff Devils had it been in the final, and he said that um when the option came up for the who could host who could host the thing, he put his name forward and that it's not a done thing like anybody could put it forward for next year. Where he does he think that other teams or other places are best suited for it? He doesn't know, but he says that he's not the one he can stop it. But then he thought that he was asked then about the question around. or they asked obviously because he's representing the league at the thing? He was asked about um. You know the, the the playoffs and whether or not the playoffs should be in Nottingham. Well, the rumor was that the playoffs were finished this year, the Nottingham was the last year of the the, the contract for Nottingham. I love it's been the playoff rumor mill. It's been confirmed that it was the last year of the contract for for the playoffs in Nottingham. Oh, but the likelihood of it changing after this year is very slim because simply because there's only two places in the UK that could host the playoffs realistically realistically and logistically there's only really two places in the league that can host the playoffs
1: Nottingham and Sheffield
0: Nottingham and Belfast are the only two that can host it really because they're the only two teams that have large enough capacity and are cent- city centre based Sheffield is not city centre based it only has one hotel around the location whereas Belfast and Nottingham have several locations and hotels yeah. around it the central arena yeah the reason Belfast why Belfast is getting more the reason why Belfast isn't yeah. going to be the viable option is he, he and he thinks it couldn't be the option he says it's not it's not that it can't be what his exact words were the league had talked about the fact that even maybe they could do like a four years at Nottingham and then one year do like a Belfast and do like a one big one in Belfast and then back to four years so uh, a bit of a bit of a change thing but is the only the, reason there why there he definitely said definitely be a reduction because that's it you
1: can't drive you're asking 10 uh, sets of fans to get flights. Yeah, and honestly, or, I'm not, not sure that your infrastructures there, and that's, especially with the international airports. The way it is. He, that's
0: exactly what he said. He said about he said that exact reason. And he said when it came to the Challenge Cup, when it came to the Challenge Cup final, even getting the number of fans that got to the Challenge Cup final, he was very impressed because he was saying you've only got the two city airports that only fly to those cities, maybe once a day, maybe if you're lucky, twice a day. And he's like, there's no way you can have that many people travel to Northern Ireland or back from Northern Ireland in and, and that such space of time. So there's a reason why it's maybe not logistically
1: possible. I, just, I think there's definitely a, there's a better way of doing it. And I'm not convinced that retaining the playoff structure that we have is the way to go. I think the Challenge Cup needs to be the one to take the hit. I think it needs to be, if they want a big flagship weekend that tours around, let it be the Challenge Cup. Yeah. Take it to the final four in the Challenge Cup and then let's have a knockout weekend. Let's get all the fans together. Let's pre-sale the tickets before uh, we get through the group stage. Um, Same way that we do with playoffs. Let's get it that way.
0: Yeah, I would agree. So John, you mentioned, and I I like the way you put it, um, because it is, it's the the playoff and it does start and it it just continues once the playoff rumble starts, it just continues ...snowballs and snowballs... ...and then there's all these rumours about like... ...who's going where... ...and what's happening next and everything else... ...but one of the rumours that also came out during the playoffs... ...which was also asked during the fan forum... ...just because we're on the fan forum... ...I thought I'd raise it and I want to get your thoughts on it... ...they had asked about... ...obviously we've been hearing so much about... ...they were talking about Milton Keynes... ...and obviously what's happened to Milton Keynes... ...and the decision that Milton Keynes has... ...came out of the league as of next year... ...and have moved down... ...so the question had been asked... um, ...is it likely going to be that they're going to keep it... ...as a a 10-team league moving forward for next season... Is they're going to be adding to it and everything else and what and whatever. And then the question was also asked about this infamous London team that has been talked about for years. Like it's been Neil talked about Neil Black's infamous
1: years. infamous London
0: franchise. So that was that was question was asked. Um and again because Thornton uh, I was supposed to say Thornton, because Kelman was representing the league, Kelman had said that there's no move to add on any additional teams for next season, so it looks like it's gonna be a ten team season. But he did ask well, Neil Black was in the audience, um and he did say he did put out Neil Black and he showed that Neil Black, uh, can you confirm anything about the London franchise? Can we talk about that yet? Um and supposedly the all the ground roots parts for Everything that needs to be put in place in order for whatever wherever rink it's going to be and everything else, supposedly that is ahead of schedule of what's going to be. So it looks like there's going to be an announcement. I'm sure, he's joining the KHL year.
1: anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: That's not. Oh, the, the, that was the other thing that was asked as well. Did you hear about this rumor about which team was it? The German team. What team was it? Was there was a team? I think it was a German team rumored to enter the elite league
1: next season. <laughs> it will never happen.
0: Did you hear this? It no. will never so happen. Who was it? Um, Please tell me it's fish time. No, it was. It wasn't fish time, It was a. It's not it was, the
1: freezers; they're not coming back again. No, it was
0: a team that was too good. I, I wish I had the information. I don't. I it can't too good for ahead. the DL. For, no, not for the DL. It was like DL Del two, two, DL three, DEL three. Wins it every single year and has been winning it for the last like. Ridiculous amount of years, hasn't been beaten in years, and so they were trying to kick them out of that league because they're too if good they're for that league. Dell two but they're Dell not three. good enough for Dell 2 or something, or Dell whatever. What? There's Whatever league they're in, they're, they're too s- good for a sweet spot that they're yes, too they're good too for death, but, but they're, they're too, too bad. bad. But that's a, so they asked, make sense <laughs> so they, they, they asked if they could, they asked, the team did, the team The team approached the elite league and asked, could we join your, t- your league as of next year? The conversation was had supposedly about the logistics around whether or not it's possible, and they confirmed no, it's not going to happen because they couldn't afford to do the whole travel thing back and forth, even though they said, Well, it's only an hour and like it'll only be like a two hour flight to wherever it was. And it was like, Yeah, but sorry, not going to be a
2: direct flight from Belfast. Five
1: Flyers and Dundee Stars don't have the facility to fly players, coaching staff, equipment out to Germany on a regular basis. It will not happen. Um, that was also picked out as being the main fallen down point of the London franchise joining the KHL is because you had potentially the biggest uh, geographical split you would have would be Kunlun Red Star uh, from China Mm -hmm. coming across eight time zones all the way to London and it just isn't feasible and you're going to have the same problem here if there are Dell Dell 2 or del 3 team and they're not good enough to step up then i'm sorry that's an investment issue for their ownership and don't even look at the elite league because it's just not feasible
0: someone can throw in uh on twitter for us they can tell us who, uh, which team they were talking about it's just it escaped my head and i can't think who it is right now but i know it was like a a del 2 or del 3 and because i remember the asked i remember them then in the, in the fan forum they asked um cory like you know what league is that like you know whatever and he'd he'd mentioned whereabouts it kind of fell within the leagues of Germany and I think it was maybe Del 3 or Del 2 or somewhere like that that was kind of in. so it's interesting
1: mm. well like I say if it was Fishten I'm quite happy because I like those guys
0: did I, Did we hear anybody else hear any other rumours while we're on the subject of rumours
1: oh, there's always the player rumours but oh, uh, supposedly all the ones that we've heard about for the Belfast Giants seem to be pretty true yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: well yeah. Have we got
1: anyone left at this point?
0: That's, that's a good question. <laughs>
1: Between retirements and people leaving and stepping aside and looking like they're taking internal moves within the league, um, lots of lots of interesting stuff happening. We'll not uh, we'll not libel ourselves by actually talking about any of the rumours. No, and we'll uh, just, just yet. we'll take
0: a quick look just um, while we're sticking we're still in period one. We'll kind of move off from the um, playoffs and anybody got anything final to say about the, the end of the last season before we move, move on from the fi- from talking about this previous se- this season gone before we move into our new season
1: for belfast giants fans we had an absolutely stunning year cracker year absolutely brilliant yes it felt like it fell flat at the end of the season on the last day of the season but tell you what look back at the season as a whole we lifted three trophies we did a triple so anyone who's saying that that wasn't a successful year catch yourselves off.
0: Yeah, well Fair said. Hair. Yeah, good point. Um, and there is, there's people who will be um, not happy with what it is, but you know what? As you say, let's let's move on and let's uh, let's look to next season. And um, it was an exciting season. It well. was. Not, wasn't
2: not not just from a Giants point, like the entire league itself. It was.
0: It was it was a surprising season across the league. Let's let's say that. I mean, if we if we look at across the season in, in terms of like just like what unfolded, I mean, at the start of the season would you have ever thought we would be looking at a 11th no a 10th placed Sheffield Steelers pretty much for a good chunk of that season followed by Manchester Storm pretty much completely falling apart compared to the previous season or or even to the sea where you know the rise of uh, Guildford Flames and how that how well they done not in get into both finals I mean but well both final we get well final weekends shall we say I mean yeah it was great and also it would be just, and also for like the Nottingham Panthers to be utterly annihilated in the playoff final weekend on that Saturday game against the Cardiff Devils. I mean yeah it was a it was a it was a great season. Um definitely one we won't be forgetting um anytime soon.
1: Roll on the new season and the CHL. Let's
0: look to the new season um and let's look at that. And obviously uh, as, as, the, as this season draws to an end and before our new season starts, we always take kind of Reduce our, our outgoings of our, of our podcast and we usually reduce down to about one podcast per month until the season starts again. But that means we'll be starting earlier this month, probably around about August time because that's when CHL action will start here in the UK. Especially for the Giants and the Cardiff Devils um, who both have cemented their positions with both of those competitions. Um, so guys, we will talk further on and later in the off season around moves and stuff around because there's not a lot really to talk about in terms of moves right now from across the league i mean um mostly what we're seeing at the moment across the league and the stories that are coming out are people who are uh leaving or leaving teams and stuff so you've got big names leaving all teams across across the uk um, and i think the only teams really that have really named many players um coming in i think are Sheffield, I think, are the only ones who have meant announced players who are coming in more than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, they've
1: brought a lot of their Brit pack back. They've
0: brought a lot of that and they've already announced all those, where you've got uh, other teams who've just announced a sleuth of just players leaving. Like, I mean, I think Glasgow Clan was one of those teams that just does this like a just a outpouring of players just leaving all in one go. <coughs> um but uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more during the offseason when things are more settling down and much more confirmation rather than right now where it's more rumours than anything else. Uh, if you agree to that, we'll we'll move on from that oh. point. Um guys, before uh, only other thing to really talk about the only two other pits I want to talk about in this period. Um one of those was uh around the shambles, shall we call it, um, of a jersey auction. That transpired after that playoff weekend, so the playoff weekend, um, historically playoff jerseys for both for all teams across the league, be it in, if they were in the playoffs or not, uh home and away and away, uh jerseys are put up for auction on the Elite League Auction website, um. I don't know if I'm right in thinking that this is maybe like the second or third year that the Elite League have used their own platform for selling the jerseys rather than using like something like eBay. Um, But this year... Don't be so sensible. This year (laughs) it was like... This year just seemed to go... Can I I request a a beep? Yeah, of course you can.
1: It was an absolute...
0: Exactly. I don't think I could put it any better than that. I mean, there was... I don't know if... I don't know now... We are surmising, or I'm surmising, this is what I've heard, and this is what it looks, this is what it looked to be. But as we watched the, the, the clocks tick down, I wasn't going to go for in jersey anyway, and I haven't done in a long time, because I'm not a big fan of the rhino jerseys, and I'm not a big fan of, anyway, unless I get into that. But a lot of people use this as an excuse to spend a good bit of money on getting a jersey for the final part of the season and some people sometimes it's players last jerseys they're ever going to play in so that's why maybe it makes more significant for them so for example Colin Shields last jersey ever was going to be this playoff jersey so people maybe were going to put a bit more money down for that sort of thing but player uh, fans across the league were putting their money down and uh, the first thing that happened was all of a sudden there was this big explosion of uh, players jerseys that were going from all of a sudden being 120 pounds whatever it was to all of a sudden big bids of like 10 grand on a jersey <laughs> and first off that looked a bit suspicious and then there was all these rumours unless, unless you're yeah. Guilford unless you're Guilford there's a possibility you <laughs> were paying 10 grand for a jersey but it was a bit suspicious and some people were saying that the way the, the Elite League's auction site was working was and the rules were put down were that the highest bid obviously wins however if the highest bidder doesn't pay within x amount of days then it falls to the next highest bid so there's all these rumors and all these out tokens that there's some of the team jerseys were going for like a hundred pound maybe not even and then someone the same person was maybe putting another bid on on top of that at like 10 grand so they're putting on two bids and then that way they were making sure they were cementing themselves a jersey and then you have the other thing that transpired was uh a fault on the website and the auction website where uh the auction was coming to an end and all these people were getting uh notifications to say congratulations you have won your jersey for 150 pounds and then the elite league decided uh yes we are aware that the uh website went down and there was a number of issues and people couldn't put bid on it uh, therefore, we're going to put the auction up again, or we're going to extend the auction for another couple of days. Yeah. So the auction, the auction
1: technically went down. Yeah. All the emails went out to yeah. everyone who had won all of these jerseys yeah. from across the league, including uh, like mascot jerseys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. The league then put out a tweet uh, that said, in response to the problems experienced, the auction will resume tomorrow uh, and close in a couple of days. There were uh, all bids up to that point would stand. Um. So basically, anyone who'd got uh, an email. Their winning bid would be the starting bid on what was essentially a new auction. Um, the extension would be 48 hours, and the excuse was uh, for people to make bids that were not possible due to the technical issues this evening. If you get a chance, go read read through the comments on that particular post that the Elite League put out, because there are a lot of angry Elite League fans. Uh So the likes of those of us who are two two minutes away from winning are going to get outbid. Uh, I've just had an email confirming I won the shirt I bid on. Will this stand or will the shirt go back up for auction? Uh, Shirts that had 10 minutes remaining will now get another 48 hours. Um yeah, lots Unbelievable. lots of very very uh, it was, And do you know what? It's peak Elite League. Yeah. It's <laughs> not sur-
0: and that's a problem. That's the problem. It's not surprising. That no. is the problem. <laughs> it's not surprising. Um but I just unfortunate that these fans then just got kind of completely It's done and dusted is, now. It's, 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 it's is shafted, yeah. allowed <laughs> I don't know. Is that a word, allowed we, Do we speak that word? I don't know. But it's done and dusted now. Uh It'd be interesting to see what they do as a response next season. Um, with the jersey auction, will it be the same? Do we have any will figures on it?
2: Do, like, what was the highest jersey? Well, uh, again, we can't go with you can, the highest you can't jersey take that because it
1: was an absolute nightmare. It was,
2: it was false, and as I was so saying, did, did that ten grand scenario still stands. Oh yeah, yeah. But there was, there so was like, jerseys there with ten grand. Blair Riley
0: for the Belfast Giants. I think his jersey, formerly, 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 formerly of, of the, the Belfast, Belfast Giants. Giants. Sorry, uh, it's fresh, It's totally fresh, um. Formula of the Belfast chance. Uh, his jersey, I think, did, did it's I a like ten someone, and a half grand? Ten and a half grand. Someone said it, it ended up the final bid on that was ten and a half grand. Now, no one is going to pay. No one is paying ten and a half grand for that jersey. Not for a Rhino jersey. So <laughs> I would love to know what the next jersey, the next bid was that was just under that ten and a half grand. And I would like to know how did they? Who who was that? The bid both those numbers,
2: but we won't know. We don't know. Well, look, out for his jersey next year, I'll we'll ask him how much he end up paying. I remember us originally talking about this and. So, I think someone tweeted have you seen the the, the the prices that are on these jerseys and it was a case of could you imagine being that that we assumed it was innocent could you imagine yeah, that mistake, mistake of going oh I'll put in 150 pounds
1: at least with something like the eBay platform if you make a screw up like that you have the eBay system to fall back on you can go out and tell them this has been a screw up I obviously can't I'm not paying ten and a half grand for a hockey jersey Unless it's I don't know, Bobby Orr's from the hat trick. Yeah. Um, like you're you're never paying that. Yeah. By the elite league doing it on their own website with their own shonky system, which was apparently created by chimps, they are taking all of that on, and it wouldn't surprise me if they then start emailing people out saying, "Well, no, actually, you bid ten and a half grand, and we want ten and a half grand." Like how? how legality there? You would yeah. look. You
2: would look.
0: Pa- you would look past it if it was one mistake, one or two mistake, one or possibly two mistakes. You maybe look past it and think that's just someone has put in an extra zero by mistake, whatever it was. But there was just too many of the jerseys at such a ridiculously high price that no, you know, no one would ever pay for. Mm-hmm. That you just think to yourself. There's no way that is a mistake. That is just too convenient. That has to have been done in a different way.
2: It'd be
1: interesting to see what, what comes of it.
0: Um, Okay, Um, only other story that I have, I see John, you just added one to our...
1: Yeah, this is actually, um, for the first time ever, we're on air and there is breaking news. Um, So, we all know that um, come the end of the season, Milton Keynes were officially out of the Elite League. Since then, and we've been chatting in our group chat, um, a new body has come out in Milton Keynes. uh, Separate to the existing owners of the Lightning franchise. And they want to keep Elite League hockey in Milton Keynes. Oh, So they put out an initial tweet and I sent you guys the link and had a look at their website and stuff. And they have a really good sort of method statement and a sort of idea of what they want to do. It's about securing funding. It's about moving forward with retaining top level ice hockey in Milton Keynes. They've grown to love it over the last two seasons. Um, they stated on their website that they had had initial contact with the Elite League. Uh, but so far, we had not heard anything from the EIHL themselves. An hour ago, a tweet went on to the Elite League's um, Twitter page. And that linked to a, a little piece on the Elite League website where they say that representatives from the Elite League met with a new consortium on Tuesday. So that's uh, yesterday. Uh, looking to take on the EIHL franchise in Milton Keynes. The meeting was very positive and the proposal to have an EIHL franchise in Milton Keynes for the 1920 season will be discussed at the next EIHL board meeting on the 7th of May, so that's next week. The EIHL are aware of the urgency of the discussion and a decision is expected to be taken at Tuesday's meeting in the East Midlands. So, the question now is where does this leave the existing owners of the Milton Keynes Lightning? Is this a securing of a uh- well, no, I don't think this is a repeat of the caps.
0: It's not. It this is, is. this a
1: potential buyout of the franchise?
0: This is. Um. So this this went live prior to playoffs. Um. There was a fan led, um, almost like GoFundMe kind of campaign. Yeah. So that was the that was the link that was shared around in our, our group chat a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And there was a supposedly then it kind of steamed off. kind of stemmed off that were. There was supposed to be a couple of businesses or a couple of whatever it was that were interested in potentially looking at um, a continuing the franchise cont- and taking over the franchise um, for the elite league franchise anyway um, in Milton Keynes. So the idea would be that there still be technically two Milton team- Keynes teams. Okay. One would still compete in the lower league and it would still be run by the the the, the husband and wife team who currently own because they are putting out for, they're still putting out for. Um, staff and everything to come in for next well, season. They're, for their, they're currently signing they're currently players signing for their but NIHL team. The idea is that there will be a new Milton Keynes um, under the potentially the same name. I don't know if it'll be the same. Don't know anything about the yeah. brand or anything yet. We don't know any, where that's going to go. But uh, I think there was a, a bunch of fans and a bunch of businesses in the local area that were very keen on keeping Elite League Hockey live and therefore put something together. If, Again, if what's that going to look like? We don't know.
1: If you want to follow it, um, on Twitter, there are uh, this consortium uh, are at EIHL MK Hockey. Um, they've got a website, let'splayhockey.org. Um, and they've been putting out information as to sort of where they are um, with regards to um, keeping elite. Well, they say keeping elite hockey in Milton Keynes. It essentially seems to be a new Milton Keynes Lightning team uh, who would uh, stay there. And looking at stuff on Twitter, they seem to have already uh, secured well over £160,000 to keep this idea going. So that's obviously a threshold that they've maybe been set by the Elite League board Mm. before they would have this meeting, which they've had this week.
0: You'd imagine more money than that, that. significant more money than that.
1: So I would imagine what will happen is that they have to secure so much money to then go into business as an organization. So it'll be about securing um, initial startup funds to bring in, let's say, a general manager and a coach. And then after that, you can start building up your business franchise. So they'll be looking at official sponsorship um, and all the rest of it. Plus, secure nice time is going to be a a big thing. If you've got an NIHL team, and we know it works in certain other places, um, but having an NIHL team, uh, you've also got the Milton Keynes Thunder, who are also still playing out of Milton Keynes. Plus, you drop in a new Elite League team who are going to play potentially... What thirty odd home games a year? Yeah, that's a lot of ice time. Yeah. Um. So, it's interesting. It's one to keep an eye on, and we'll definitely keep an eye through the off season because that could be interesting at keeping uh, the eleventh team uh, in the elite league, and especially with we know that Leeds is still on the up. Yep. Um. So there's there's a lot more to come. I think in the off season.
0: Yep. Indeed. Okay, um, only one other little bit I wanted to throw into period once before we moved on to period two, was just a quick chat about, because this, this will be taking place um, during, between this current podcast recording and our next podcast recording, whenever that may be. Someone at this table is getting married later this month, Ooh, um, so I don't that? know, I don't know how our next recording is going to work or when it's going to happen, <laughs> but we'll see what happens, or he just may not be here for it, but... Uh, between this recording and the next recording, we have the World Championships taking place um, or more importantly or more accurately, Group A uh, World Championships, which GB will be competing in um, for the first time in, what is it, over since 1994, isn't it? Um, so they're, obviously we know now that GB was promoted to top flight hockey and will be taking on uh, teams such as Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Slovakia, USA. Um, and will lobby starting off on the 11th of May with Great Britain taking on Germany uh, it's the first match. Um, guys, the final team, um, Pete Russell put out his final team that he's going to be taking to the World Championships against um, Germany, uh, <coughs> or against all the other teams against in the world. Uh, some so any surprising names i mean let's let's just say first and foremost obviously we're giants fans uh, let's mention the fact that the only two def- uh, the only two Giants players that end up uh, finally in in the final um, team were Paul Swindlehurst uh defenseman for the Belfast Giants and Colin Shields uh, forward for the Belfast Giants and this will probably be his last uh this his last well, confirmed. Yeah yep. he's confirmed this is his, la- his last uh, competitive games ever um it's even in um you know obviously in in any kind of format uh any, anything, obviously we've had some warm-up games leading up to, did, first of all, did anybody get to see any of the warm-up games that, that were leading into it, the free sport was showing and all that kind Didn't of stuff? Didn't see them, I no. know that
1: the last game a couple of days ago, it was a, a pretty hefty defeat by a KHL side Torpedo, it was 5-2 defeat for GB, um, a lot of people online, I haven't seen any video of it, so I don't know how true it is, but a lot of people putting that at the door of Jackson Whistle, yeah. um, Jackson seemed to take the the start for that game i know that ben bounds took the start in the earlier um sort of warm-up game yeah and it was a gb win yeah um a lot of people very shaky on jackson whistle especially given yeah. his domestic season that mm-hmm. he's just had not having the best start to his international no. um sort of postseason, if you like definitely doesn't seem to be another Stephen murphy
0: agreed and i i, I and i mean well no i don't i don't mean any fe- i don't mean offense this is not what i mean but Jackson Whistle just... He just... He, I don't think he is at that right level for this. Especially for this level he's going to be playing in. I think Ben Bounds will just... Ha, ha, has to be the starting netminder. Yeah. Well, there's no other so way. So ben no Bounds way. will be the has to in be. all of the games. And do we see Jackson Whistle get any... any The only time I think we'll see Jackson Whistle get any ice time will be...
1: If we ship a load of goals. A,
0: if uh G, Team GB are dominating and destroying a team. Which means they can be like, Oh, let's put Jackson Whistle on for the last 10 minutes of this game. Or B... Uh, the team GB have got the game into the third or fourth game, and they know they're not getting anywhere. And they thought they just
1: think, ah, let's just do whistling for one of the other games. Yep. That'll be the only way they'll do it. That's um, that's the way that it will go. There's absolutely no way that you don't start no. a healthy Ben Bounds. Yep, as no. long as he stays healthy. Exactly. And it's, yep. Let's bear in mind this is a long tournament. It is. Uh, there's a lot of games to be played. There's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games through the group stage to be played plus a. <laughs> Let's just say we go through all the way to the final. That's a potential ten game yeah. Uh, stretch. Yeah. Uh, so over a relatively it's asking, short period of time, as it's well. asking yeah, a it lot. Is. It yeah. is asking a lot. Yeah. The one, the one,
0: the one thing I will mention, and it's no surprise, I'm going to mention um, this player. But uh, I did see um, part of the game. Uh, the first, the game, the, the, the game that you're talking about, were the GB win. Um, I watched that, and uh, Liam Kirk. Coming back from yeah, he's come his back this year. The, in the Peter Peaks were Peaks. kicked
1: out of their playoffs and early, unfortunately. He
0: was, you know what? There's a there's a a note noted difference in his style of play and how he's playing this year compared to last year, and I think that he's he's learned a lot from being over there um, oh. and i think he played really well uh, so it'll be interesting to see what he does on the on the world stage whenever it comes up I no if pressure uh, on him, no pressure on him but like i wonder you know, if also. derek
1: Walters taught him how to properly stand for national anthems
0: <laughs> but uh yeah so you can start you can catch the world championships uh, which will be starting on saturday the 11th of may and if i'm right and correct and i th- if i'm correct in thinking uh free sport will be showing uh all GB games I think I read somewhere I they're that definitely melodicons. they're showing
1: <laughs> as my voice raised really really high there they're showing most if not yeah, all of them yeah um, through that uh, world championships and uh, but unfortunately if you watch on uh, what is it f- uh, free TV or TV TV player, player. Yeah, TV it's not player free sports apparently got taken off that so yeah. yeah that was great thanks guys
0: so that takes us to the end of our period one I don't think we have any other stories no nope, nope. nope. good okay and we'll get stuck into our period two of hockey
2: Is it me? Okay. In lieu of Dave. And <laughs> Aaron Dave. takes
1: over period two.
2: Period two of hockey is where we talk about hockey from anywhere across the pond. So anywhere that's not the UK. So US and Europe. I really think that there's only one major thing that we're going to be talking about here. And that is all things playoffs. There's yeah. No what, a, of- what a surprise. Uh, just like the, the, our
0: last period where we were talking about the elite league playoffs. Yeah. NHL playoffs. And- None
2: of us seen any of this <laughs> oh no!
0: Oh no. Period. Uh, Round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, if any, like, we were talking about this just before we came on a recording. Um, Round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs was the most surprising round
2: I have witnessed in years. I would, I actually tried to find out what the the betting odds would be for Tampa. Yeah. Could you imagine not having, like, uh, putting a bet on Tampa being... Yeah. Clean sweeped out exactly. I mean, let's look at that. Let's look at the bracket um, from from round one,
0: um, and like let's just have a quick look at like exactly what we're talking about. Well, do you I want mean, me? Oh, I'll can, saying, I can I mean, through them. You were saying. Yeah. I mean, let's let's look at you know you, uh, Aaron. You just mentioned there. Like, let's just start with Tampa. I know we're. Well, let's start with Tampa. Let's just because let's just get that one out of the way. Tampa was the team to beat, and I don't care what anyone says. Tampa had dominated this season. And I don't think anybody had predicted that they were going to be put out no. through a clean sweep Definitely. at all. Um,
2: I, I want to go back in time and put a couple of quid in that.
0: Let's, I mean, <laughs> let's look at our brackets. I mean, we, we chose, in our last recording, we chose our first round brackets and we chose our overall winners as well. We did.
1: Yeah. None I'll of us have got it right now. Tell you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start because I have them noted down here. So I'll start with uh, the bolts and the blue jackets. All of us called the bolts. Yes. Yep. Correct. All of us were wrong. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um, Going, staying in the east then. Uh, Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, I called the Bruins, so I got it right. The rest of you all suck and called it for Toronto. Toronto choked.
0: They didn't choke. Toronto did not choke. That, Toronto, that was, Toronto that was and Austin went down the final game. Three,
1: you had a three. You brought it back to 3 3. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you? Or 3 2 at one point? Yeah. And then choked so how is that and lost every game. No, it was 3-2. You lost two. No, three two. And it went
0: 3-2 and then it went 3-3. Three, three, and then
2: 3-4. I then three, thought four. you yeah. lost two
1: in a row for that. Um, anyway, then, then we have uh, the Pens and the Islanders. Again, all of us suck and don't know hockey. <laughs> and all of us called the Pens who were dumped out in a sweep by the Isles.
0: Uh, did you have to watch did you? I
1: did. Um so the caps and the canes. Dave staying sort of keeping it in the family, uh keeping it with Gemma and went with uh the the canes. The rest of us then went with the caps yep. and showed that we don't understand hockey. Yep. It's not no, that's <laughs> not true. That's, that's, no, that's not no, true.
0: No, that's, that's not true. No, that's not true. Canes,
1: canes have been the playoff. Let's not
0: let's let's it's not that we don't know hockey, it's that we took a very educated guess at our decisions that we were going to do. All our educated guesses, guesses
2: seem to be getting ninety percent wrong. <laughs> this season.
0: Any other season, we probably would have been quite spot on. I don't know what has happened this it's this year. It's crazy.
1: I'll tell you what; it doesn't get any better in no, the it west. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, so over in the west, then uh, we start off with uh, my own Preds against the Stars uh myself dave marty you we all called the preds yeah aaron pat in the back you called it for the stars but um, did you do that because you thought i just, just, I just it wanted to, to
2: annoy you to annoy you that's all I <laughs> the reason why i called them
1: um then we've got the jets and the blues again all of us suck jets were put out <laughs> 4 two all of us called the jets <laughs> um then we've got calgary and the avs um the avs would end up going through four one on that uh, Dave was the only one who called the Avs Did he actually? I didn't know he did that Yeah, okay, Dave right. called the Avs
2: So is Dave winning here at the moment? He's got two? Dave,
1: Dave's pretty much winning um, And the last game then um, If I can find it Was the Sharks and the Golden Knights This, interestingly enough Was the only one that split us 50-50 um, Going for the Golden Knights Marty and Dave Going for the Sharks Aaron and Ooh-hoo. myself And the Sharks won out 3
0: so you, three. You're two. In the series. You're two I've have, got, two. got two. You and D- you and Dave both have two. Does Dave not have three? No, Dave has two. Oh, no. don't ask me. No, like, he that's, has two. that's way too no, complicated for me to figure out.
1: Okay. Um. So yeah, and as far as overall winners,
0: none of us. Got, <laughs> none of us
1: are in contention anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh. For the West, Marty, you called the Jets. So that's. Done. Yeah. The East you called the bolts. Yeah. So that's done. Yeah. And the Stanley Cup you called the bolts. So obviously yeah. that's done. Gone. <laughs> um Aaron, you called the Golden Knights. That's bust. You called the Bolts for the East. That's bust. And you called the bolts oh, I, call, I didn't call the
2: Golden Knights. Oh, so
1: sorry, that's Dave. That's Dave. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, then Aaron, sorry. Uh you called the Jets for the West. Uh so again, bust. <laughs> the bolts for the East. Uh, that's bust, and the Jets for the Stanley Cup bust and then myself I called the Preds <laughs> for price. the West bust Caps for the East bust and the Preds for the overall win bust so again we're all out
2: well done everybody well, well done. done well done Door14 round
1: <laughs> applause Great job
0: uh, do we want to jinx any more teams moving forward <laughs> um,
1: um, let's, let's be perfectly honest None of our teams are here. I don't care who wins. When I, I know. We'll, there's we'll tell one. Everyone who
2: there's one team it. that you've you've mentioned this, I and said, I I like the reasoning here. I said
0: there's only one team now that I know, seeing that they're still in there, and there's a possibility they could still win their their side is the Boston Bruins. Uh, they're currently leading. No, Columbus are actually leading. No, <laughs> Columbus <laughs> are leading two one. They're leading two one. So let's not hope. Let's hope they don't lead the rest of the way. But so seriously, Boston, given
1: given the history between the Leafs and the Bruins in the first round, and it's been proved again, they put you out again. You're going with the Bruins. You're the only Leafs fan it's in fine. the
0: world. But there's a reason. There's a reason, John. There's a reason. There's
1: never a reason for I a Leafs fan I put I like it, I, put it in
0: our, I put it in our chat. There's a reason. Wow. There is talk of an NHL team coming to Belfast. There is. Next season. And there was talk of the Boston Bruins wanting to come back to Belfast. And it was mentioned by... Uh, Robert Fitzpatrick, that the Boston Bruins were very interested in coming back to Belfast. Yep. If Boston wins the Stanley Cup, Boston brings the Stanley Cup with them to Belfast and we get to see the Stanley Cup. Yep. I'm a happy man. That's why I want Boston to win.
1: True. Very true. Um, I can certainly imagine seeing that happen and I would love to see the Stanley Cup again
0: uh, for the Uh... second time. (laughs) You do realise though, the one you did see... In the Hall of Fame, I sent this message out already. There's three this different Stanley blew mind Cups. Mind, so it did. three Stanley Cups. So did I you see the real one? Did I think you see they the doll second them. fake one, or do you see the third one? I well, don't know. Well, to be
1: fair, there's a 33% the chance I saw the real one, which is 33% more than you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> <Three>. <laughs> Touché. very
0: good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah, th- th- I did, yeah, I did. I exp- did. go, go yeah. through that again. So the original 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 Stanley Cup like the one that was originally designed which is just the small top cup part uh, that is the real the real Stanley Cup which is the one that's in the Hall of Fame which is the small cup which sits with no rings underneath it no it does it sits no 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 no, no wait there's one that has no rings underneath it which sits and it's the real one there's a second one, which has the rings added on, and it has mistakes on it, including the proper mistakes of people's names and stuff spelt wrong, teams and stuff spelt wrong, which is the second Presentation Cup, and then there's a third John's Stanley Cup, <laughs> which is Stanley Cup they use just because they're scared of breaking the other Stanley Cups. And because which the other
1: should cup. now probably be called the Alex Ovech Condented <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, Stanley Cup. That is yeah.
0: it, exactly. So there's, yeah, three, three Stanley Cups.
1: Well, do you know what? I'm only going to say this because I've I've lost interest. There's eight teams left in this. I've lost interest in any of them. I've no interest in seeing any of them lift it, to be perfectly really? honest. I'm kind of glad that the pens aren't there. Sorry, Mark. Um, there is one team that I would like to see lift it. It's the Sharks. Because mm-hmm. they play in uh, Teal.
0: Okay. I okay. They've been so close this last two years. Um, This is the, the third year, I think, now they've been in the playoffs again. And they've been so close the last two years. It'd be interesting to see if they got there then, but... I think I would like to see, if I if I could see the final the final, um, the final uh, on the Eastern Conference? No, wait, Eastern, yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking Eastern? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Eastern's on the right-hand side. Yes. Uh, if I'm looking at the Eastern Conference, I think what I really want would be the final coming down to Boston and the Canes. Yep. Mainly because I'd like to see what the Canes do moving forward with their celebrations and stuff, because we know how good it's been. Some of us think they're good, some of us don't. But, uh, yeah, it'll be
1: good to see. Do you know what's also interesting, noting that out of the eight teams, yep. half of them are wild cards. I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. none of them are number ones anymore. First
0: seeded. Nope. None of them are first seeded. You're right. None of them are yep. division champions. No. I know, that have crazy. made it through. Unbelievable. That's nuts. I think that's us for the Stanley Cup last. We will, obviously, come up to the next... When it comes to our next recording, we'll probably be into our the... We'll probably be in the semi final probably by the time it comes to the next one, um. So we'll be one step closer to the the fa- no one who will win this year's Stanley Cup.
2: Okay. Well, I actually think Marty, you've got another two stories going on here. Uh, no, I have one.
1: I think
0: I have one. No, I have one, and John's put one on. Sorry, under my I put game. one in the
1: wrong place. Ah, uh, can, can I go with mine?
2: You'll go with yours then Sure Right
1: so Marty seeing as You're an absolute lover Of the Boston Bruins now And it's basically Your second team No <laughs> it's not Let's talk about The Boston Bruins No
2: it's not And I know what you're
0: talking about You're going to talk about This hit aren't you Yeah
1: so Last last night yep. uh, Or two nights Potentially two nights ago um, The Bruins are now Playing the Blue Jackets And Like no, if you're a hockey last, last night Was it last night Yeah. If you're a hockey fan you, You've seen this video already Brad Marchand uh, Comes up behind uh, A player And Just sucker punches him In the back of the head Yeah um, and everyone knows I have absolutely no love loss for Brad Marchand at all. Like, it's an absolutely stinking hit that he puts on. The league have officially come out today and said there will be, um, no action taken against Brad that's Marchand. Like, that's, that's awful.
0: I think it's this one. There's two videos on the on the thing. I think it's this one. Hang on. Sorry.
1: Essentially, yep. it's a, a sucker punch to the back of the head. There's a player yeah, there's a, who's whoa! on his knees yeah. on the ice. And he just skates up behind, punches him in the back of the head, and and then then skates away. Skates away as if nothing happened?
0: Yep. That's such a... I know.
1: And the biggest thing about it is this is absolutely polarised NHL fans for the first time in a long time. Um, Well, people are saying it's okay. Some are saying it should have been a penalty on the ice. There wasn't even a penalty called on the ice on the night. Uh Some are saying it should just be a penalty. There wasn't enough force behind the hit. It was never going to do anything. To me, that doesn't matter. If a player's unsuspecting so... any hit, yeah. especially to the head, given the the current thinking around head injuries yeah. and concussions, which we saw in the Elite League playoffs with Darcy Murphy, um, unfortunately. And yeah, it's just it I can't understand the thinking from the Elite League. At least put something on the game sheet. There was also there was
0: also in game one um when Marchant stood on uh they were doing the face off against it was a Cam Atkinson stick mm-hmm. and Cam Atkinson was with him um doing the face and there, there was a face off in, in, in I think it was in the in the neutral zone but uh he literally just stamped down Mershan literally stomped on his stick mm-hmm. um during face off um and broke it a bit I think or broke part yeah. of it afterwards it was just again why, why was the need for that it's just so unsportsmanlike but, but it, wasn't is, caught, it, it wasn't caught either it
1: wasn't caught either this is supposed to be the reformed Brad Marchand. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I can't understand the way that the the NHL have have taken that. Take it any way you want. Um, If you're a Boston fan, you probably absolutely love them the way that Belfast Giants fans used to love Daryl Lloyd. Although, to be fair, Daryl Lloyd never snuck up behind somebody and punched them in the back of the head. That's and that's what
2: It is really... It's a sneak punch and then not even hang about for the guy's reaction.
1: This is what he's known for, though.
2: Get away as quickly so that it doesn't even know what happened.
1: This is to... What he's trying to do there is get a rise out of the player, whether or not he's went to go in and actually punch him like with any sort of decent force behind it, it doesn't really matter. He's trying to get a rise out of the player so that they come up, have a go at him and he gets uh, a rough and call. That, that's what he's after. He's after trying to put his team on the power play. That's what he's good at um, when he's not caught, which is very few and far between these days and I just think it sucks. Yeah. Um and I think he should have had at least a game to sit and think about what he did. Exactly. I agree.
2: No, I don't like that at all. Anyway, cool. Marty, you have another story Yes, there? I have
0: the last story for this period. Um and this is just one that was out today and I only the only reason why I wanted to mention it was because I thought it was a very interesting story in that uh it's a it's a player that any Detroit fan will tell you if, if in recent years this is the their player of, of to the choose from, I think, and he appears on people's top players' lists. He appears everywhere. You see him all the time. That's obviously Pavel Datsuk, uh, the real Datsuk um, for Belfast Giants fans. Um, Datsuk uh, tweeted on this Tuesday. Yesterday, he tweeted to say that his contract with SKA St. Petersburg uh, has finally come to an end as of April 2018, and there'll be no extension, and therefore he's leaving the team with immediate effect. Um... Interestingly, guys, uh, there's rumours about where he's going to go next. Uh, I seen some so one Giants fan. I can't remember who uh, I seen. Some one Giants fan uh, put up a uh, put up a tweet. It was all like, "We've got free space here this morning." I seen that it was quite funny. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll ever come this direction, but there is rumour milling going on that he's going to make a possible return to NHL, even for one more season, for a last season for retirement. Uh, it's a bit suspicious that suspicious. You're so cool. I'm so cool. He's a bit suspicious in that he is due to arrive in Detroit uh, as of the next two or three days because he's over for a holiday, in inverted commas. Mm. And also uh, former teammate Steve Yezerman has taken over as the vice president and general manager uh, of the Detroit Red Wings as of April. Uh, So it's a bit... You know, it was a bit too much common... There's too much uh, easy things happening and pulling into place there uh, that would maybe suggest that there's a possibility that he might come back now. Yes, granted, he is 41 years old. I was just reading that there. 41? Um, we did have players who were playing up until 47, and we've still got players who are playing at 49 or whatever. How old's Jagger
1: still playing? He's like 103. He's
0: like 49 now, and he scored... a Like, he... I think it was a did he, did he score
1: a championship winning goal. Championship or winning
0: goal this year as well for his team and like you know they're still going strong. But forty one for a team uh, for a player who's still really well rounded, uh, well rounded and also playing still the top top leagues. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't be hard to see him still uh, mm. coming up and playing. Uh, he only played the Winter Olympics last last year, so um, you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard to see him coming in and. uh come back to detroit Weddings where he obviously cut his cloth shall we say in the first time around in the nhl so hmm. i think it's more of like a watch the space and let's see what happens over the offseason and see where he does maybe go to but it'd be interesting to see uh i think he's a great player um and i would agree that um any team that picks him up i think would be uh lucky be happy, say. so yeah. we'll see where that goes but i just thought i'd mention that because i seen this morning and i thought it would be in, of, of interest
2: cool Okay, I think that's us for period two, so we're going to move on to period three.
1: Period three then is where we get to talk about anything and everything else in the world of hockey. It's what we refer to as... knocking News. news. Um, this time round, it's uh, a nice quiet knocky news actually. Um, there's only the one story. There's probably a lot more out there, but let's face it, it's the off-season and we've been lazy. Um, Marty, you have put out the um, story of the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award nominees have been put out.
0: Yeah, and all of the no- all of the two thousand and nineteen NHL awards. I should mention, and I should note that all of the two thousand nineteen NHL awards have now been um, announced, I, well, when I say they announced the, the nominees and the final three for each of the, um, the trophies have been announced. And we could go through a couple of them just to see what your thoughts are guys. Um, but the one I wanted to focus on just mostly was, uh, this one was the Willie O'Ree one. And the reason being is because I think the Willie O'Ree trophy is the one that interests me the most. The Willie O'Ree trophy is the trophy that is awarded to a community hero um that is it's an individual who is recognized for the impact that they have, a positive impact that he or she has on their community, the culture or society through hockey and through the actions they take through hockey. And the people who are nominated for this award aren't people who are in the sport, i.e. they're not people who are uh coaches, they're not players, they're not they're not linked into the NHL itself, they're not linked into a team. These are people, everyday people, uh, who are either Junior coaches, they could be mothers, fathers, they could be uh, GMs, they could be anything that are involved around it, youth programs or just generally community uh, parts. So it's not NHL related, but they're awarded. Um, and I suppose I wanted to raise this one because I was reading and the reason I brought this one up was I read this um, this story and there's a couple, there's three names that are, that are here um, that have been nominated. There's uh, a guy called Anthony Benevids, Benavid, uh, a girl called, a lady called Tammy Lynch and then a gentleman called Rico Phillips. Um, all three have really great stories in terms of what they've done for their cities and their and their communities in terms of the impact that they've had in their community based around their passion of hockey. Um, I know one of the guys is a firefighter and has all to do with around uh, fund that he put in place for uh, the last six years to allow children to play hockey for free at weekends and stuff and, um, and, and encouraging grassroots level hockey. Uh, one of the other guys um, was talking about urban regeneration and using hockey as a way of kind of bringing um, communities together through hockey and through poverty and crime. Um, but one of the other ones and one that I, I really read about and, and it kind of stuck with me and it was kind of interesting because I've seen her story more than anyone else's was the lady Tammy Lynch. Her story was quite interesting because there was a big story bit done on this one. And it was just to do with um, a mum who um, was, who had to take, took action um, for a son's teammate, not her son. Her son's friend and the son's teammate um, who was the victim of racial slurs uh, back in January um, during a hockey game um, between two junior hockey teams. And she started a movement called Players Against Hate um, when she designed her own logos around um, defeating racism and... Uh, it was just the story itself if you haven't had a chance we will put the link in there's a full story um where you can go in and you can vote for these you can vote also on these and I would encourage people to go on and maybe have a wee look and vote for that um for, for their own one whichever one they decide not just the one I'm talking about but the one they decide is that they think is the best but there's a story that's linked in with them all and it's really interesting to read and I just thought it'd be worth checking them out because if anything you know what we're like we like to uh acknowledge the the good bits that are done um in the world of hockey um so i just wanted to put that forward and just let just have a quick chat about that one um,
1: no definitely i think everyone should have a quick look on have a look through those three those three people um just thinking do you want to have a, a quick look at uh, some of the other awards we can um, yep. i can rattle through a few of them here i'll pick out some uh, interesting ones um The Selkie Trophy for Best Defensive Forward. Your finalists are Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins, uh, Ryan O'Reilly of, um, not entirely sure because I can't see his badge, or Mark Stone. Um, Anything jump out? I know Patrice Bergeron, he's had a great season and continues to have a good season in the playoffs.
0: Ryan O'Reilly, by the way, he's absolutely... Oh, um, is just, it? Just letting you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Golden Knights is Mark Stone. Just, oh, right, okay. Um, I'm, you know in hockey. I'm just going to go with Mark Stone mm-hmm. um, because... Because Vegas and we were Vegas. here. Vegas, baby! <laughs> because Vegas. <laughs>
1: um, the Vizina Trophy is an interesting one this year. Uh, ben Bishop, Robin Lehner and Andre Vasilevsky are the three nominees. Any one jump... I've got one that jumps out straight away to me and it's Ben Bishop.
0: Okay, why?
1: I just think he's had an absolutely stunning... Uh, year in there. It's also because, because he put, put guys out? out, of the. He might have done that too, <laughs> but I just, I honestly. <laughs> do you think he realised? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but do you know what? Like, he has had a start, and we talked earlier about how Ben Bounds stood on his head for his team in the playoff final one-off game, like ben bishop's doing that night after yeah. night at the
0: minute the only two that i could consider at the moment would be ben bishop or robin Lehner. uh only because the two that are still in the playoffs andre Valesky is that how you say his name but they he had a phenomenal season yeah. run the whole way through obviously something has went array awry in the last part of his season in the playoffs but he has had a phenomenal season so you can't look past them but uh yeah it's gonna be a tough one uh, but i i would maybe I, lean like a, towards. i appreciate
2: where you're coming from we, we, but that was an amazing season they had.
1: Yeah, they he's were had a they phenomenal were
0: season across the length. It's yeah. tough the amount of points they were ahead. So it'd be hard to look past them, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Right. There's only one other one that I want to bring up here. Um, and it's the Hart Trophy, the league MVP, because I think the names are interesting uh, that are in here. Sidney <sighs> Crosby, because apparently Sidney Crosby just gets named in this every year. Nikita Kusharov and Connor McDavid. Um, what? did they give a reason why Conor McDavid's been put in well that was my thinking not so, had a brilliant season has he well so he, he he personally may have had a decent well, enough season let's have
0: a look at the reasons let's have a look at the reasons Sidney Crosby is obviously there because he is the 100 had 100 points to become the only active NHL player with 600 points seasons he's finished among the top 5 in the Hart Trophy and 5 blah, blah 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 uh cure. Kucherov Kucherov uh, won the blah 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 uh, this season he's already won the Art Ross yeah um, yep yeah, yeah. McDavid tied a personal NHL best with 41 goals had an NHL career high of 75 assists and 116 points this season ranked second in the NHL in points 12 behind Kur- 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 Kucherov 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 you've said it twice now I can't even say it uh, so yeah that's the reason why he's in there because he's uh, second highest point scorer of the league um <sighs> Did you did I did you even see that? Did you even see that? I don't even. That's crazy to think he's he's got second highest ever. They didn't do anything
1: this season. It's Can you like, imagine if Conor McDavid hell? didn't lock himself into an insane contract with the Oilers and was somewhere where he could actually make a difference? I was gonna say at least maybe here he'll win something. Yeah. But that is with Connor McDavid at the Oilers. That is the the prime example of one person does not make a team.
0: Yeah, I think. And for this one, I definitely think the heart trophy. I I think it'd be hard to look past um, Nikita.
1: I'm not gonna say No, that I think Kucherov. Kucherov has to win. He has to win it. Has to. Has to win it. Won There's the no Art order. Ross and um, also President's uh, Cup winning team as well. So yep. I think they're an absolute shoe in. Right. We'll post a link up. You can have a look at the other awards that are there as well and uh, decide for yourself who you think should win. That's the end of Knocky News, and we move on, as always, to our stars. Our stars are where we get to... you have stars? Oh, yeah, where we get to point <laughs> you out have stars. A, a game, a goal, a player, or anything, really, that we think is worthy of individual mention. As the guys have been uh, saying, talking over me while I introduce the, the segment, um, I'm the only one who's put anything in here. And I have gone with... Um, still current potentially Belfast Giant I don't think he's announced that he's leaving There's yet has been no announcement
0: to say he's gone um, he's back so
1: it's Kevin Rain um, I decided to put him here because I think I've given him a tough goal this season I've been incredibly critical of his play um, I've been incredibly critical of his breakout play which I think has been shocking at some points through the season um, his past decisions are sometimes a little bit lacking But my God, that goal in the final against Cardiff, even though it didn't end up being a a championship winning goal, that goal gave us hope for the last time in the whole season. And it was a stunning shot. And I've said earlier on, I don't care if you put Besco in nets for the Devils there, he wasn't stopping that. It was an absolutely cracking shot. So it gets my star for star goal. Guys, have you got anything on the fly? Nope. Nope. Right, nope. we'll move on then <laughs> uh, There's nothing in the penalty box this time around So Marty, do you want to go on to overtime?
0: Yep, uh, I'll take us into our overtime segment uh, for this episode Our overtime segment is normally just a roundup of just anything else that's took our interest in whatever we usually put in But given the fact that it is the end of year Actually, do we have any Twitter questions? We'll start with that first
1: No, carry on, we've okay. covered everything that anyone wanted us to talk about uh, As we've gone through, with the exception Joe, we're not talking about those rumours with that player
0: Okay. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, overtime segment. Then this uh, episode, um, as of the last th- two years,
1: have we been doing it? now? three years. This, this is this will be our third time doing this. I think this is the third time, but this is the second official time. Yeah, doing second it. official third. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, no, the th- the first one's out there. It is out there.
1: Yeah, that was last season when we actually like no, made a phone up phone a picture and stuff
0: okay anyway it's the uh the what everyone has been looking forward to which is the annual uh doorknob awards as we call them or the dorsies sorry as we call them did you uh, put
2: in like nice music the last time i
0: did i'm gonna put the music in again so oh, uh no. without further ado let's get stuck into this year's Dorsey awards
2: Music was beautiful. Thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's really good. I like what you did there. Yeah, um, the, uh, the, the, so the. Um, <laughs> you put me off completely. <laughs> so the annual Dorsey's Awards is uh, our just little kind of play around where we always joked around every year about if we were to give out awards similar to what the NHL does or the elite does at the end of the season what 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 kind of awards would we want to give out that would be door related because obviously we are door 14 hockey uh so therefore we have created our own awards so the way we would normally do it is each of us gets to create our create our own award and uh basically give that award to the player team or thing in the hockey that we of our choosing that we wish to uh do that um so each of us will get to put forward our own uh award then the last award that is awarded off the day of the night is the doorknob of the year award which is our nod to the team or the player or whatever it is that has uh be- basically as it says there have been a doorknob uh, for this year and um, has maybe been in the the news or in the uh, people's uh, on, on people's radars maybe for the wrong reasons. Um, so guys if it's okay with you what we'll do is we will start off with our own personal awards um, and what you what I want you to do is same as usual Um, I want you to um, present your award and obviously we'll put in some Dramatic pause music, and then you can tell us what your uh, final winner is for that award. So, John, I'm going to start with you. Uh, if you want to present your first award for this year's Dorseys,
1: my first award for the Doorsies is uh, an award that I'm dubbing the Unplugged Doorbell Award. Uh, this is uh, an award for uh, someone who clearly didn't answer uh, their their doorbell uh, and disappeared off, never opened the door, uh, and disappeared entirely. Uh, and my award. Goes to. The EIHL head of hockey operations himself, Mr. Michael Hicks, who, in his last tweet since taking up position, was way back when all the controversy started about the Sheffield Steelers icing illegitimate players. Since then, and that was around November, he has been silent. Mm -hmm. Mr. Hicks took almost no part in the rest of the season, apparently, and including having been in what they had dubbed the nerve center of the playoff final weekend, where he would be overseeing the games, overseeing calls, and also would be available to talk to the referees during games about potential missed calls the reason I'm awarding Mr. Hicks with the Unplugged Doorbell Award is where was he for the Murphy hit? So he clearly didn't pick up that phone when the doorbell went. So for that reason, Mr. Michael Hicks, head of hockey operations for the Elite Ice Hockey League, is my Unplugged Doorbell Award winner.
0: Congratulations. Let's put some applause in there. Um, Aaron uh, do you
2: have an award that you would like to present for I'll, this year? I'll come up with one here and it is show it the door award oh
1: Ooh, I like it on the fly <laughs>
2: wow on the fly and it's completely on point what we were talking about earlier and it is <laughs> the uh, AHL uh, online bidding jersey system <laughs> get rid of it put it on ebay get get something nice let let actually uh fans get their um their i can't think of the word the jerseys, jerseys. <laughs> yeah no but they're, they're get get their playoff jerseys the right way and not win and then go haha no have you it. haven't won yeah. so show at the door and get a, a, a proper system that See was a how really we good a circle the there? That
0: was very good, oh, actually. I, I have to say, that was really good. That <laughs> <laughs> deserves some applause in there, too. um okay um my john dave is not here sorry i should say dave so dave's doesn't get to put an award out um this year which i'm very disappointed about um but uh maybe in the future maybe in the next episode or if he wants to he can maybe tweet his uh what his awards might be after this episode comes out if he would like to so keep an eye we may put up a tweet just of what dave's award may have been for this uh this year uh my award for this year uh it's still the same same uh award as last year, I gave out the same award. Last year, uh, I gave out the what's, what I call a choke of the year award.
1: Uh, Sadly, it's not, not door, door or doorknob related, door knob related um, uh,
0: award. Although, if you, the, uh, although, yeah, it's not. But I just wanted to put it out there. Um, I was sitting
2: there trying to figure out right, choke. Like, I don't get. I don't get the door. Never met ones. anyone who
0: choked in a doorknob. Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I am. laughs> <laughs>
0: I have to think about... It. There has to be a bit of innuendo there, but... Um,
1: innuendo? We'll
0: leave it there. Um, but yes, the Choke of the Year Award, which is sponsored, as always, by the Glasgow clan. Um, Wait, wasn't
1: wasn't it sponsored by the Brayhead clan last year? Well... Is it, is it a new change. title sponsor for yeah, this? <laughs> new title sponsor. They changed their
0: names. Uh, yes, it's sponsored by the Glasgow clan. And actually, they won it last year, but they're handing over the trophy this year to... Cardiff Devils, uh, Cardiff Devils. While they came back and won the playoff championship, they choked. Is <laughs> the only way we can. And we cho- we talked about this in the previous podcast. They choked when it came to the final stages of the Elite League. At one stage, they had a le- an eleven point lead in the league. They choked and lost that lead, and then it came to the final game of the season, and they lost against the Coventry Blaze. Uh, If that's not a choke, I don't know what is. Uh, So, my award for this season goes to the Cardiff Devils. So, congratulations.
1: I'm sure that award comes with uh, some throat lozenges uh, as well. Marty, does it? It does.
0: Um, okay, the, <laughs> last award, <laughs> the last award for this year and for the, the Doorsies, as always, is our Doorknob Award. Uh, the Doorknob Award is the award that goes to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the player or the team or the hockey thing that has basically grinded our gears this year or has really annoyed us or we just feel it you know, doesn't deserve a place in the world of hockey, pretty much. Um so what I'll do is what we'll, what we'll, what we'll do with uh, this is what we done last year we will put through our three nominations for who we think is the knob of the year and we will make a unanimous decision uh, based on what each person says and the argument that they make um, as to who takes the overall win for the doorknob award is that agreed all good yep let's do it okay let's go with John we'll go with you first
1: okay uh, we talked about this earlier on um, my nominee for the doorknob of the year 2019 Is the Milton Keynes Lightning organisation and owners. I feel like they just played tickle and tease with their fans over the last two seasons. Um, We've seen them join the Elite League, two seasons later have to drop down out of the Elite League. We've heard of absolute disastrous situations going on with visas not being refunded, with players not being able to get home because the team wouldn't pay for flights them going night to night to keep the lights on. And all of this was happening under the radar. Um, how much the league knew, I don't know. How much the fans knew was absolutely nothing. Um, the fans were absolutely loving being part of the elite league and they've had that, for the moment, ripped away from them. And the only people that that falls on is the owner, owners and the organisation. So for that reason, they are my nominee for the Doorknob Award.
0: Okay, John? Good. That's a good argument Okay uh,
2: Aaron we'll go with you next Do you have a nominee For the yep. Dornob Award From one organisation To another organisation And uh, mine's actually Doubly as strong this time Because it's the same nomination As my nomination From last year <laughs> Just like you had Can you just remember Who that was last I year I do I do. Yep. And what was that Guilford Flames Guilford Flames For exactly the same reason It's been a year And they haven't Sorted it out I'm, I get all my awards are around jerseys this yeah,
1: year. are <laughs> podcast fa- where we talk about jerseys. Yes. Yeah,
2: your you're fan base can't. Well, okay, they can buy very very expensive jerseys, limited num- number. Yeah, a limited number of jerseys, but your fan base can't buy a cup or a version of their own jersey. That's daft!
0: Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's it doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any business sense to me. It's
2: just. I think they can buy. I've seen that they can buy hoodies and they can buy. I think I saw that today.
1: But there's don't. certain things that they can, but very rarely does it have the logo. The logo. Yep. And the issue seems to be around the logo. Do you yeah. know my thing about it is get an alternate logo, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Get a graphic designer to make an alternate logo and start producing jerseys. The Giants for the longest time had an alternate logo. Yes, there are issues around that, and that's why we can't use it anymore. But at least it was there. We don't have any problems with our logo because it's an original and we can use it if we want to. Um, the other side, like, ugh, just fix it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, I appreciate that it's not, we're not looking at for, for teams or for players or anything like that. But from the fans, yeah. come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, Good argument. Um okay, my nominee for this year. It was quite a tough one because I was I was looking when I was looking at the doorknob of the award for the year, I was looking uh specifically at players rather than organisations or whatever it is. So I was looking mostly at players and I was torn because there was two players in mind that I had. One elite league local uh, player. Not local is in like not Belfast, but local is an elite league player. And one player from the NHL, which we've already spoken about tonight. But I thought, um, just because I see this player more often, um, because it is local, I thought this player deserved my nominee for Doorknob of the Year. And my nominee for this year is Jenin Risling from the Nottingham Panthers, who this year somehow um, had three separate suspensions, totally nine games altogether, uh, was a repeat offender on the second of the third suspension the third suspension was a repeat offender from the second suspension i e it was exactly the same uh, uh, per dangerous hit call and nothing was picked up from Mr. Mike Hicks or the t- or any further suspensions he got two games on his second suspension on his third suspension and six games for his second suspension uh, and obviously then you know we had two game or one game from his first suspension the total nine overall I just think his quality of play this year was dirty. It was disgusting. Even to the final weekend in the playoffs, even in that playoff weekend, it was just the whole thing, right up until the final end of the season, he was a dirty player. Uh, maybe not as bad as some of the dirty players previously, in previous seasons. Maybe not as bad as last year's nominee, which, if you can remember who I nominated from last year, apologies again that I nominated him because I like him as a guy, but as a player, it was it was bad what he'd done last season, but we're not watching it anymore. But uh, again, I just think he had a really per season and but I don't know if that's maybe down to the fact that uh you know your your unplugged door doorbell award may be one of the big reasons why uh he's I was gonna say is yours now been...
1: shared one between could be but uh my player nominee, dops and
0: mr Hicks my nominee for this year is uh Risling uh for for his just crappy year for of just being a knob <laughs> uh guys this is the the part where we need to have a, a quick discussion around what we think is going to be the winner um, so let's put in some dramatic music for uh, for effect, and then we'll announce our winner. And in a surprise turn of events, the winner has t- turned out to be somehow Mr. Mike Hicks. Uh, we were rushed at the last minute, and uh, we were, we were we were told that the award had to be awarded to Mr. Mike Hicks. Just for basically everything, everything to do with Elite League head of hockey ops and head of Dops and head of whatever it is, all falls on him. When we say when
1: we say that he's got the award for everything, we actually mean for nothing. Nothing
0: <laughs> exactly. It was uh, it was a unanimous decision in the end that we'd actually award our award to Mister Mike Hicks. So congratulations, Mister Mike Hicks. Uh, you are this year's winner. Some applause there. And that takes us to the end of our doorknob our Dorsey Awards for 2019. And it also takes us to the end of this week's episode. Guys, um that's it for this week. Um also probably for this well actually no because it's the start of a month um, but that will take us now up until maybe the end of this month or maybe we can go into June for the next month because this is May so we can maybe just skip until the end of June yeah I've got Someone some, stuff has some stuff happening at the end of this <laughs> month and um, that's before we finish off that's the one thing I did want to mention just before we do finish off with this week's episode is uh obviously for anybody who listens in anybody who knows us uh, anybody who knows John uh, from the arena John is getting married we obviously went away for his stag this year as part of uh and we, we we talked about that in Door 14 uh, in January we went to the Vegas and we Vegas, had a great weekend we had a great couple of days in Vegas went and seen those games and everything else but that was all leading up to the big event the big one which is happening this month and that is obviously uh, John tying the knot with his long-term partner Catherine um, we here in Door 14 Hockey just want to wish both John and Catherine the best of luck moving forward with uh, their marriage uh, we can't imagine two people who are better suited for each other um and I just wanted to just make it noted on our podcast just to highlight the fact that you know we we are wishing you all the luck for everything um we will enjoy uh, every moment of the uh, party that's going to come up um I'm going to enjoy being there at the wedding sorry to everyone else sorry to the other guys but I'm going to enjoy getting take part in that and it's an honor that you've asked me to come along and be your best man and for that I thank you um but yes just before we sign off I just wanted to wish you all the luck and yeah that's it really, Yay. It really that feels
1: like a dry run so for something Marty that's yeah. it no, it's <laughs> gonna be,
0: no that's, I have that I have two of them ready because I have to do two now but anyway it's not Endgame. you don't have to create not.
2: multiple Spointers. spoilers Spointers. oh my god <laughs> take us off there <laughs> yeah. we're not um, allowed to talk about Endgame or game of thrones I love that we we went for a really nice thing and that we just broke into this sorry anyway,
0: <laughs> uh, as I say um, that's us for this week um uh, as usual, you can check out our content, our previous podcasts, um, blogs, all the content we've talked about in this episode on our website, door14hockey.com. Uh, follow us on our social media outlets, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at door14hockey. Get involved, chat with us during the off-season, let us know what your thoughts are on signings. Uh, we know we'll put up uh, some more stuff coming up in our next episode to get your thoughts on what's happening in the off-season. But uh, until then, uh, we will sign off. I'm Marty. I'm John. I'm Aaron. Have a great week.